Hello and welcome to the Cleveland Browns Dog Pound South podcast. I am your host, Steve Gill. Um, I am part of the Fanatical L's Network, which is part of the Fans First Sports Network. It's Victory Monday, and this Victory Monday is incredibly sweet. The Browns took down the number one team, in my opinion, in the uh, entire NFL. High-powered offense, averaging 30-something points a game, 33 points a game. Um, shut them down. Uh, after that first opening drive, I was sweating, probably like a lot of you were, going, oh, man, this is going to be way too easy. No. The Browns stepped up on defense and shut them down. This was a complete team victory. Um, let's start with the offense. Um P.J. Walker is the, since 1999, the Browns have had 13 third-string quarterbacks start for them. And P.J. Walker, number 13, was the first one to win a game. Not bad. Okay, we all, we've all seen the uh, jersey in the, in the storefront window with all the names. He was the 36th starting quarterback since 1999, but this was a little different. Uh, did he play incredibly well? No, he didn't. He had moments where he didn't play well. That second interception, according to Coach Stefanski, he was supposed to run. It wasn't a pass play. It was a design quarterback run, and he thought he saw something, and he threw a pick. Um, he probably would have made it to the end zone if he took off and running, and that would have helped uh, give a little more cushion. But instead... Um, he created a lot of uh, <laughs> nervous moments. Yes, um, normally uh, the, the San Francisco kicker would uh, hit that game winner, but he missed two. Um, so I will take it. Personally, I think Denzel Ward rushing off the edge on that play um, maybe affected the way he kicked the ball. It looked like it to me. I've played it over and over again. I'm sure you've seen it over and over again a thousand times. Take a look at it because you can see Denzel Ward come flying in off the edge. Um, speaking of kicking, we have a kicker. Yes, I know he missed one, but he kicked, he hit four of them. And so far this year, he's kicked four. 50-yard or more field goals. That's a season record for a Browns kicker. No other Browns kicker has hit more than has hit four 50-plus yard kicks. So he's already broken a record, uh, a team record. Uh, let's continue talking kicking. Let's let's talk about our uh, punter, punter Bajorquez. He had four punts for a total of 218 yards. 69 was the longest. That's an average of 54.5. And... Of those four punts, three were down inside the 20. I will take that every day of the week. Um, excellent job on special teams. Uh, they're getting better. Every game, they're getting a little better. Getting back to offense, um, 160 yards rushing on the ground. Is the Browns running attack finally fixed since the injury of Nick Chubb? No, it's not fixed. But they use creative plays to get good yardage on the run, especially Jerome Ford and that touchdown on the fourth down uh, by Kareem Hunt. Um, very, very creative. Very, very creative. 
I would use Marquise Goodwin a lot more on that sweep. I mean, that got 20 plus yards and he is like an Olympic former Olympic athlete. So, you know, he's fast. Um, forget about Elijah Moore in those trick plays. Let's use Marquise Goodman on those trick plays. Um, Amari Cooper was Amari Cooper. Um, uh, first long pass. Sure, the defensive back fell down, but you know I'll take a, a rain a rainy day with a, a soaked field in Cleveland any day of the week. Um, offensive line played well. You didn't hear Michael Dunn's name mentioned. Hmm. I wonder why. He's he is an excellent backup guard center. Uh, Jedrick Wills probably had his best game this year. That's a low bar. He made two or three really stupid mistakes, and you know what I'm talking about. But then again, he showed a little more fire. He showed a little more concentration. He needs to build on that. Is he an all-pro left tackle? No. Is he a good left tackle? I think he can be. And in this offense, that's all you need is a good left tackle. He needs to be – he needs to play a complete game. I'd like to see that against the Colts this week. Um, the play calling, I thought this was Kevin Stefanski's best game at calling plays. He um, He's getting smarter. He's uh, – the decision to punt, uh, I agreed with wholeheartedly late in the fourth. I know all the fans wanted him to go for it. No. Um, that was the, that was the good decision. Uh, let your defense win this game for you. That's what they, 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 they are capable of doing. Um, so after week five, after week six, the team is three and two. They've got a stretch of games here that are winnable. That Seattle game still scares the crap out of me. Three and two is where I kind of figured they would be. I, I kind of thought that they would lose to Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh, and I kind of thought they'd lose to San Francisco uh, just because of the way San Francisco, before the season started, uh, all the hype that they got. So they're three and two. I'll take it. They head up to Indianapolis and face Gardner Minshew, who uh, threw three picks yesterday. So hopefully the turnovers uh, will start coming the Browns' defensive way. Um, very proud that they finally got a pick. Uh, Martin Emerson got his first turnover, got his first interception. Now it's time for Greg Newsom, Newsom to get his first um, turnover. So three and two, I'll take it. Defense. I, I said I'd wait till after Week Six to uh, talk about this defense. Is it the best I've ever seen um, the Browns have? Yes, it is. It is. It is phenomenal. After that opening uh, scripted drive, I think that is the eighth straight game that San Francisco scored on their – a touchdown on their opening drive. Um, they settled in nicely. Uh, they've only allowed – what is it? 102, 102 uh, yards, total yards allowed. They've only allowed – 52 first downs uh, on the first down front. Cowboys are next in line with they've allowed 81 and they still have to play tonight. So this is a, a great defense. Uh, JOK played out of his mind yesterday. Uh, the defensive line, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson was in the backfield constantly. Um, 
San Francisco uses a lot of motion. Uh, I think it's like 82% of the time they're using motion. Uh, the defensive tackles getting into the backfield disrupted that motion. Um, Jordan Elliott had another good game. Uh, a lot of people will say, well, Miles Garrett didn't have a sack. Well, he had four pressures and two quarterback hits just on the last San Francisco drive. So I will take that. Zadarius Smith is a mystery. Um, to me, uh, he does lead the team in pressures. Uh, still waiting for his first sack. Um, maybe he'll get in in uh, Indy. Um, but uh, I have faith that, that uh, he'll come around and, and get his first sack. Uh, let's take a quick break for some uh, commercials, and then we'll talk uh, more about the our favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. Okay, getting back to the defense. Um, I had put this stat out when I wrote my article for my preview article for Cleveland Browns. Uh, I'm for Cleveland Sports Talk Top. Com, and I also mentioned it on uh, last Thursday's show that going into this game, Kyle Shanahan as a coach, and that's head coach, coordinator, was one in eight versus a Jim Schwartz defense. Well, now he's one in nine. Um, sure, when he was head coach of San Francisco, he had some questionable quarterback uh, play. Didn't have the quarterback he has now. But I keep going back to the 2016 game against the Falcons and the Eagles when he was the offensive coordinator. That was a high-flying Falcon offense. It had uh, Matty Ice at quarterback, Julio Jones as one of the wide receivers. They were putting up something like 33 points a game. Then in uh, game 10, they ran up against the Eagles, defense coached by Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz only allowed their, his defense 15 points. So Jim Schwartz knows uh, a Kyle Shanahan offense. Uh, around the league, uh, Cincinnati beat a very good Seattle team. Are they starting to get a, on a roll now? Uh, last year they won 10 in a row after a slow start, so we have to watch that very carefully. Uh, Baltimore uh, demolished the Titans, but I don't know if that was more the, how bad the Titans were than how good Baltimore was. I'm still not sold on Baltimore for some reason. It just, something just doesn't seem right. If you watch them, I watched that game um, before the Browns game came on. So uh, it just, something doesn't seem right. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh had a bye. They, um, they'll, ride their quarterback as far as it'll take him. I still stand by my uh, prediction that this year, Mike Tomlin will get his, will have his first losing season. Um, Pittsburgh fans are acting like Browns fans. They want to fire Tomlin and uh, trade Kenny Pickett. Um, uh, welcome to reality. But uh, around the league, no one's really, no one's really taken off in the AFC. The AFC was supposed to be uh, the better of the two um, conferences. Um, right now, uh, no one is really um, running away with it. Um, Baltimore, yes, good. Bills, yeah, good. Uh, but they went over and lost to the Jags. Are the Jags that really that good? Um, they won three in a row. Um Kansas City, well, as long as they got Pat, Patrick Mahomes, they're always going to be a uh, a contender. And out west, is Seattle really that good? 
they went in and lost to um, Cincinnati. Uh, didn't look all that good doing it. So in in um, playing. So I don't know. Uh, can the Browns are the Browns one of the top teams as long as they fix the offense? And speaking of the offense, and I know everybody is waiting for Wednesday to see if Deshaun Watson is going to practice. I'm hearing that he is expected to play. Adam Scheffner put out um, a tweet, I believe, Sunday, saying that uh, through his sources, he every, everyone expects Deshaun Watson to play. Um, it's looking that way. I just want to make sure he's healthy enough when he does it. Rotator cuff injuries are not to be taken lightly. Um, I know uh, my wife had a rotator cuff surgery 30 something years ago, and she still can't lift her arm above her head. Uh, they're, they're a mass of tendons and it's just, it, it, it only thing that'll heal it is rest. I'm encouraged that they have not put him on IR. If it was serious, they would have put him on uh, injured reserve. But um, he hasn't been put on it. They expect him to play. They also expect Joel Batonio to be back for Indy. This is an important road game. So far, the Browns have only played one road game, and that game was in Pittsburgh, and they lost in a dramatic fashion. So they need to start um, playing better on the road. Even Well, the defense played great in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's offense sucks. So let's see what happens when they go to Indy. Um, I'd like to see him go up there and uh, slap the Colts around a little bit. Uh, that would be very encouraging. So um, enjoy this Victory Monday, everybody. Um, we all as fans, man, that stadium, that stadium was rocking yesterday. I just, the noise, you could hear it over the TV. The noise was just fantastic, especially when that last kick missed. Uh, that was an explosion of sound. Um, and let's talk about two other things before I go. Penalties. Oh, too many damn penalties. Even San Francisco was, was I mean, what was it, like 400 yards, over 400 yards of penalty yards? That's That's ridiculous. That's not professional football. But then again, you've got officiating so bad they don't even know who committed a face mask. <laughs> I mean, did the Browns benefit with, with some of those calls? Uh, yeah, that one on uh, Tashawn Gibson, that that was iffy, but the Browns benefited on it. Um, uh, the holding call that went against the Browns on the first touchdown, uh, David Njoku, which was a great play. Come on, you got to give it up for Kim Sapansky. He set that up perfect. Uh, Joel, I mean, uh, Wyatt Teller had his arm around the guy, and the guy closed his arm to keep Teller from pulling his arm out. And they called that holding. That's ridiculous. Um, I think the officials are overwhelmed with all these new rules, and a lot of them, uh, the more experienced ones, have retired. So now you're getting all these young guys coming up, and it's plainly obvious that um, they are not teaching them well. They are not schooling them in the rules correctly. I guess the league is more worried about uh, making sure TV shows, uh, TV production crews show Taylor Swift in the stands than they are of um, educating their officials on how to call a game correctly. Let's hope.
Let's hope that uh, the officiating gets better because so far it's league-wide. It stinks. Um, so it's Victory Monday. We're Browns fans. We can enjoy this. This would be a game in the past that they would have lost. That field goal would have made it. Um, everybody would be talking about moral victory, moral victory, bullcrap. I don't want to hear moral victory. And also, you fans that gave up, why waved the white flag before the game was even played. How dare you? I mean, they showed some fight in pregame when there was a massive fight. Now, that's the one time the officiating crew was good. They could have thrown some flags and thrown some players out of the game. Trent Williams probably should have been thrown out of the game for the hit he put on Elijah Moore. But they restrained themselves and uh, broken up. 49ers came in there expecting to talk a bunch of crap. And they violated the um, the rules of pregame where you have one team gets one side of the field, the other team gets the other side of the field. And you do not cross that line. And they crossed that line, and the Browns brought it. I think that pregame fight had a lot to do with firing up the defense. It sure didn't look like it on the first drive. But I think after they settled in, they were like, yeah, we're not going to let them come to our house. So I am completely happy. Uh, I will have a blog out later with some more statistics at um, dogpoundsouth.net. I'm waiting for the player grades to come in from Pro Football Focus. I, I'm, I'm curious to see who got the highest on defense and offense. So. Enjoy your Victory Monday, Browns fans, and we will see you next week or possibly Thursday on the Fanatical Elf Show. Uh, enjoy your day. This was a satisfying win. So everybody, enjoy Victory Monday and go Browns. <laughs>